0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 78 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us as we begin at our new week of Come Follow Me Study today. Uh, we are looking in Genesis chapters 42 to 50, finishing out the book of Genesis after, another, after a good couple of months of studying it or so. Uh, we're also uh, in the week of March the 14th to March the 20th. And today uh, we're going to try and get through Genesis 42 and 43. So at the beginning of Genesis 42, verse 1, it says, Now when Jacob saw that there was corn in Egypt, Jacob said unto his sons, Why do ye look upon one another? Basically saying, why are you standing around looking at each other doing nothing? Um There is corn in Egypt, so go get some from there. So we know here that the land has now entered the seven years of famine. And um, Jacob's family uh, are struggling. And so Jacob sends his sons to go to Egypt to buy some corn or some grain. Um, And so ten of his sons go. But in verse 4 we learn, But Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob, sends not with his brethren for he said, Lest peradventure mischief befall him. So clearly, uh, this, this is now about 22 years after the uh, event of Joseph being sold into slavery. And clearly, uh, Jacob um, is still very protective over his young, youngest son. And so he doesn't send Benjamin, uh, he sends the, the 10 older brethren uh, to, to go and purchase the grain uh, from Egypt. And of course, when they arrive uh, in verse 6, they bow before Joseph with their faces to the earth. Um, Of course, this is a part of a a fulfillment of Joseph's dreams where they would bow themselves uh, down on the earth before him. Uh, It isn't a complete fulfillment yet because this is, they don't know it's Joseph for a start. Also, uh, it is not a a respectful bowing or, or a well, we'll we'll see that later on it becomes a much more personal and a much more humble bow um, to to Joseph um, than it is at this moment. Of course, they don't even know it's Joseph. Um, Joseph uh, does keep himself um, from his brothers knowing who he is. He speaks through a translator. uh, He makes himself strange unto them, it says in verse 7. And in verse 8 it says, And Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew him not um so clearly joseph knows what's happened in the past and he wants to kind of see how his brothers have changed over the 22 years since they sold him into slavery and so he asks um what they're here for and they say that they're there to buy food and they reply uh, we are all but one man's sons we are true men thy servants are no spies um And they said, Thy servants are twelve, brethren, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is not. Um, What's interesting is that that they they are very honest uh, with the fact that the one that is not, uh, Joseph, um, is not. Uh, They could easily have said to this unknown ruler in this unknown land to them uh, that there was indeed... Well, they could have just said that there was 10 of them, but they say that there is one that stayed. They don't know at this stage just how much they've come to terms with what they have done. But clearly, um, they are open to sharing that they have lost one of their brothers. Um, So what Joseph decides to do is to to kind of see whether his brethren have changed or not. Um, He... At first says, I'm going to keep all of you uh, in prison uh, and one of you is going to go get your younger, youngest brother. In verse 16, he says, send one of you and let him fetch your brother and ye shall be kept in prison that your words may be proved. Whether there be any truth in you or else by the life of Pharaoh, surely ye are spies. And he put them all together in ward, into ward for three days. Now, we know that Joseph was in the pit uh, for three days. Um. Three days is a very, obviously a very symbolic uh, number of days in the scriptures. And then after the three days, Joseph brings them out uh, and he and he changes his mind. Now, we don't know if that's because he's had some time to cool down. Uh, perhaps, you know, as any human, emo- human with emotions would, perhaps he is still um, a bit upset by what his brothers have done. Or he, he is kind of giving them a prompt to remember what they had done to him. Because he's interested to see what they do uh with this situation that he's now going to offer to them in verses nineteen and twenty, it says, "If ye be true men and let one of your brethren be bound in the house of your prison, go ye carry corn for the famine of your houses, but bring your youngest brother unto me, so shall your words be verified, and ye shall not die and they did so now, what's interesting is that um the the brothers now speak to each other. Presuming that they can't be understood. Uh, And they said in verse 21, We are verily guilty concerning our brother, in that we saw the anguish of his soul when he besought us, and we would not hear. Therefore is this distress come upon us. And Reuben answered them, saying, Spake I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against the child? And ye would not hear. Therefore, behold, also his blood is required. Now Joseph can hear all of this. He is able to understand them, but they're not aware of that uh, without the interpreter. Um, And in verse 24, it says, and he turned himself about from them and wept and returned to them again and communed with them and took from them Simeon and bound him before their eyes. Now, what's fascinating from this is a couple of things. First of all, um, that Joseph goes and weeps. Uh, He clearly is um, recognizing the the change already in his brethren. He clearly is finding this um, a very emotional moments because he has seen how much guilt that they have felt for 22 years over what they did to him. Uh, And what's also interesting is that he takes Simeon. Why Simeon in particular? Well, um, Simeon was the second oldest after Reuben. And of course, Joseph has just heard about how Reuben had pleaded with the brethren not to do anything wrong against the child when they sold him. Uh, And so perhaps uh, there is a sense here that he wants to take the oldest um, but um but Reuben um he hears was actually um trying to support and help Joseph and so he takes Simeon. We don't know exactly why he takes Simeon but um there is a potential reason there. um so yeah so they they said he sends them away with the corn um and and he's and he keeps Simeon there. Joseph sends them with the, with the sacks, but he secretly returns the money that they paid for the grain uh, back into their sacks. So when they return, <clears throat> there is a bit of uh, uncertainty now because not only um, do they have to take Benjamin back with them um, in order to be able to return to Egypt to get Simeon, but also they have all this money which they were meant to have paid for the corn in their bags. Um, they're a quite unsure what to do. Um, they recount back to Jacob all that happened, um, and it says in verse 36 um, And Jacob their father um, said unto them, Me have ye bereaved of my children? Joseph is not, and Simeon is not, and ye will also take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. Now, clearly, Jacob understandably is worried, upset, uncertain about what to do about this situation, having lost Joseph and now Simeon. Um, he feels, uh, in the land of Egypt. Of course, Joseph is not lost, um, but he doesn't know that. Simeon is not lost, uh, and he will not be lost, but again, he doesn't know that. And so, of course, this is a very understandable and real fear that Jacob has. But Reuben uh, makes a a proposal and says, slay my two sons if I bring him not to thee. Deliver him into my hand, and I'll bring him to thee again. Um, Reuben basically is offering the life of his two sons. Now, we presume that this is a kind of um, turn of phrase or a something that people would say is, oh, I'm tr- please trust me, I- do this if this doesn't happen. I'm sure he isn't actually offering his two sons to be killed if uh, he's unable to bring Benjamin back. But he is saying how serious he is that he will protect uh, Benjamin when they go. They try and survive uh, the famine, uh, but uh, the famine was sore in the land. And so they had to go again to go to Egypt. Jacob asks uh, his sons to go, but Judah um, points out that they can't go unless they take Benjamin. Um, we'll get, we're going to uh, go into forty three tomorrow, looking at the time. Uh, but also, we're going to look at Judah and his specific change uh, in, in these next chap- in the next chapter or two. Thank you so much for listening today, uh, and until we meet again.